When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. We have Craig Burley, Ali Moreno and myself, Kay Murray, here in the studio as we continue our talk on the round of 16 games in the Champions League. And we'll start with Lazio against Bayern. Bayern, who are in need of a response after falling five points behind Bundesliga leaders Leverkusen at the weekend. Bayern couldn't find the breakthrough in the first half, though, even though they did have the edge. Then in the second half, Lazio took the initiative and in the 67th minute, they were awarded a penalty after Deo Upamecano's challenge on Gustav Isaacson also earned him a direct red card. Chiro Mobile coolly slotted home from the spot and Lazio take a 1-0 lead to Munich to the second leg. As for Bayern's struggles, this is how they continue. Consecutive losses for the first time since December 2019. Zero shots on goal for the first time since 2019 against Liverpool. Consecutive games without a goal for the first time since 2015. And it's the first time they've lost a round of 16 first leg since 2012. That was against Basel. They completely turned it around in the second leg. But it is the last season without a trophy, 2011 and 2012, if we are to go back then. Jan Agafiotov joining us now to talk more about this, but just to start with... And here we spent all day yesterday building Bayern back up. Building the blocks of positivity. How can this Bayern team turn the corner... Going to Lazio, you mentioned, not exactly great, sitting sort of, I think, eighth mm-hmm. in Serie A. Uh, solid if, if unit, you, uh, kind if of. You, if, you listened, yes, if you listened yesterday, Craig, you will hear me saying that I think this is a, is a risky game for, for Bayern. What, what they did after the Leverkusen game was to, first of all, change today. They went in a back four. They got the people in the game, Joshua Kimmich, Goretzka, Mullane, uh, and, and play more safe today. In the first half, they had more or less control. They didn't they create they didn't have shot on target, but still Kane, Muciala, Kimmich should have done better. But there is also another in terms of facts. If you have Upamakano in your team, you know that you will always do something stupid. Sari could just say to halftime, Upamakano Average in every game will do something stupid, and he did two times today. He first he lost the ball, Isaksen threw, Neuer standing up for a long time, a good save, and then this red card is a clear red card, and they lose 1 0. And believe me, boys and girls, since I've been uh, off this game, I've been watching the press conference, I've seen German media, they are not hunting Upamakano, they are hunting. Thomas Tuchel. They want Thomas Tuchel out of the Bayern job, and they, meaning the press in Germany right now. Are they right to be hunting think, Thomas Tuchel? Well, he's in, the, he's in one of the biggest jobs in the world, isn't he? So it comes with the territory. They're, they're, they're terrible by Bayern standards. They're, they're, they're average, absolutely average at best. And I talked about it yesterday. Jan mentioned a tricky game. Every game's a tricky game for Bayern at the moment, even if they're playing somebody at the bottom of the Bundesliga. Uh, but he's going back to the well here. I talked about this yesterday. He's going back to the well with players that he's already somewhat castigated. Kimmich, Goretzka, who he took off, 
uh, a Pomicano, Dillette, who he's then had to come on. Well, he didn't have to come on, he could have brought Eric Dyer on. Mm -hmm. But it's clearly brought Eric Dyer in. It, it, it clearly doesn't. And people will say, well, why did Dillette come in and not Dyer? Because Dillette didn't play at the weekend. This is, it's all over the place. It's crystal clear he doesn't really like Eric Dyer in the two. I think he's brought him into Bayern Munich because he's got this in his head, he's going to play a three at the back with Eric Dyer in the middle. Well, that went, that went flying out the window on Saturday at Leverkusen when he did it. So it's kind of all over the place. Uh, but he's having to go back to these players now and go, oh, I know I've not been your biggest fan, but come on, can you do it for me? And that's a big problem for him. A huge, huge problem. No shots on target. Mm. Nothing on target. But the quality players that, that they have is, it is quite shocking. And if you think back to Man City last year against Bayern Munich, who was the guy that City allowed on the ball <laughs> all the time? Particularly at the Etihad. Apomicano, and he had an absolute shocker. So if you play your cards right, like Lazio did at times, and they might do in the second leg, if, well, Apomicano can't play, but if they play the cards right, they let him have the ball, and then he would make mistakes. So, yeah, not a little surprising, but not a lot, I would say. Well, I think what is surprising, though, from, from my perspective, is the fact that given the context of what Bayern Munich was in the weekend, given the fact that in their most important game of the season, they were humiliated, they were taken to pieces, they were destroyed by Bayern Leverkusen, what I was expecting from Bayern Munich today, at the very least, beyond tactics, beyond how they were set up on the field, beyond whatever Thomas Tuchel does on the sideline, I was expecting a Bayern Munich team that was going to show, at the very least, competitive pride that there, there was going to be a sense of energy and intensity about his team that would allow then some of the quality that they do have on the field to show up. Because once they have the intensity, once they have the energy, once they show that competitive pride, I was maybe naive to think that maybe this version of Bayern Munich at some point would then show up the qualities that we think they're capable of showing up. Even after the red card, because we can have a conversation pre-red card and post-red card, but even before the red card, it's not like this team were flying all over the place. And Thomas Tuchel in his post-game press conference is saying, we were under control, we were playing well. Yeah, you, you may have controlled the game, but I don't know that you were playing particularly well. It wasn't explosive, it wasn't dynamic, it was slow, it was predictable, it was underwhelming. It was what Bayern Munich had been the whole season. That eventually they kind of find a way to win a game 1-0, and Craig just mentioned, this is how it's been even playing against teams in the bottom of the table in Bundesliga, whether it's well, whoever. You, you mentioned whoever and they have difficulties, and that has been the case in Bundesliga and was the case today again. So even until the red card, you didn't see that big reaction, that quote-unquote reaction coming from the humiliation against Bayer Leverkusen. That's the disappointing part of me, is that beyond whatever you think of the tactics of Thomas Tuchel, the players themselves out on the field, eh, they just kind of going along with the game and eventually they, kinda, they make the mistake that they have been making and eventually they find themselves behind and eventually there's no way of coming back because they haven't shown to be a team that can actually come back from deficits this year either. I think Thomas Tuchel, in some sense, can, can think himself a very lucky man when this draw came out. Because they've, they've basically been beaten and under pressure and have played one of the more limited teams in this competition that are left. And he can be thankful for that, that, that this 1-0 defeat is probably going to be something that they'll... Uh, <coughs> the cough's back. <laughs> something that he'll come back from. Possibly. 
Because had he played and had he been, had he got somebody uh, much better than Lazio, they could have been flattened tonight. Absolutely flattened. So he can thank his lucky stars for that. that that's one thing. Jan, for early on in <coughs> the second half, we even saw it in the highlight, Tuchel's 10 minutes into the second half got his head in his hands. I mean, that just does not instill courage and confidence in this side, surely. No, but please, I mean, uh, yes, we can have a... We, we know <coughs> that uh, uh, we, uh, Christoph Freund said before the game, we lost together in Leverkusen. We have to solve this together. Uh, the only thing is that they won't be all fired together. That is only we... Tuchel who will be fired. So, yes, we can go after Tuchel, but today he set up a conservative starting 11. This was not like the experiment that he did at Leverkusen, but wow, there is enough players out there that can take charge. If we see this team today, I think Neuer was good, Masurai was, was good, Kim did okay. The rest of the team, where are they? We have two games now, we've seen them, we have, we have followed them, we have made our analysis on them. Harry Kane, total gone. Muziala, Florian Witz played him off the park. He wasn't there today either. And I'm with, with Craig. In the first half, Bayern kind of, con, kind of controlled the game in terms of they, they had the ball. But there was no passion. And they played against the number eight in Serie A. Stadio Olimpico, 60,000 60, supporters. And they didn't do anything, Lazio. In the second half, at least, they took some counterattacks. So, yes, this, this, is, this is, a. I mean, this is an understatement of the night, but this is an, a big, big decision now for Bayern, what they're going to do. At the weekend, they're going to Bochum. That is, in Bochum, Bochum know what to do. And then they play in Leipzig. Then they play in Lazio again. And they have to win and so on. This is, I, I, I said it yesterday, I will say it again. If they get knocked out by Lazio, I think that's Thomas Tuchel. And you know I rate him. I've always rated Thomas Tuchel. But I think he will, will be fired if, if he will be knocked out. Two years ago, they were knocked out by Villarreal. Last year season, they were knocked out by Manchester City. That's okay. But uh, Lazio now, that is for all kind of levels or standards of Bayern Munich, scandalous. Well, let's hear what the coach has had to say after the game. He said, I think we lost the game. I'm not sure Lazio won it. I'm not sure why we lost our conviction in the second half, but we did. And then we fell behind. I can't explain it because we told the team to maintain their intensity and be even braver going forward. But we seemed to lose face at the start of the half. We did everything possible to lose this game. It was in our hands. At a certain point, we stopped believing. There were many individual errors too. There, there is a, a point in the game, in, in the second half, in which Bayern Munich regained possession of the ball. And Thomas Tuchel is sitting at the sidelines just pushing the team forward. And you can see that physically he is yelling and essentially telling the team to get forward, to go ahead, to push the line forward. And the reaction of the team was to pass the ball sideways and back and sideways and back. And then he just kind of went back and sat down. At that point, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I don't have to be in that locker room to kind of put things together and say, he's literally yelling at the guy who's right next to him, who just won possession of the ball, let's get forward. And the reaction was to pass the ball sideways and back. There's a disconnect here. It, it is clear to see. And it's a disconnect that, that you can see individually, but you can see it as a group. And that's on Thomas Suchel and the players. Individually, when I look at the players in a particular sequence, around the 60th minute, 
Harry Kane is playing as if he's Tony Cross or he is Sergio Busquets or he, as if he's a holding midfielder getting balls from center backs and trying to play the ball, spray balls to the right-hand side. They lost the ball. Eventually, they regain possession. He gets it back, and now he tries to spray it to the left-hand side. They've lost that ball again, and now he's tracking back defensively. I'm thinking, what? Why? Why? How? This is your guy that should be up there finishing chances. And at the end of the game, when they're chasing it, Who's actually getting the half chances? It's Masraoui, it's Chupomoting. Where is Harry Kane? Nowhere near inside the 18-yard box. I don't understand it. I don't get it. There's a disconnect between the managers and the players. But the inside, on the field, there's also a disconnect in terms of the jobs that some of these players should be doing. It's just, a, you know, that head in the hands point. It wasn't necessarily me, Jan, getting at Thomas Tuchel. It's as if that because of that half-time talk he's had, they've agreed what they're going to do. And then it's Lazio who come out on the... Covered his court. eyes, because even he doesn't want to watch Bayern Munich. <laughs> but what, just, are they, are <laughs> I've got even another bash at this without... Co- has, yes, it, has he not got their respect, Craig? Sorry? What, has he not got their respect? Are they not listening to their coach? Well, one of the things that I keep hearing, or I've heard a couple of times from, from him and from players as well, the training has been great and all, and all this <laughs> sort of stuff and, and I, I, listen, we've all played with numerous players that look like Maradona and Messi in training and then when they get out there and this word pressure uh, sort of comes down on you like a ton of bricks and all of a sudden you know, your manager's under pressure, you're under pressure, you're going behind, you're making mistakes and I think we're seeing all of that and I reiterate what I said yesterday in previous days Thomas Tuchel was brought in clearly to, to take Bayern to the next step the next step forward, to take them forward, to move them on, to improve every facet of the performances in the squad. And and I think they've gone back the way. I don't think there's a doubt about that. Now, is there time to resurrect the season? Of course there is. Do any of us have great confidence that they'll do it domestically or in this Champions League? I don't think there is, and I think that's what he's going to hang his hat on, is that we will turn it around. You know, we will catch Leverkusen, and we will knock Lazio out, and, you know, whoever we get will we'll be better by then, and that's all he can do at this moment in time. Because he can't sit there and go, we're crap, and, uh, you know, we'll probably not beat Lazio, and Leverkusen have gone into the sunset. He can't do that, because he, he just can't. So, somehow, he has to foster an attitude that's going to turn this around. But I go back to the point is, he's thrown a couple of players under the bus already. He's having to go back to them. Uh, They don't know what the best team is. They don't know what the best midfield is. They don't know what the best back four is. And it wouldn't be a great surprise if Lazio were to go to the Allianz Arena, sit deep and, you know, get a draw and, and knock them out. And as Jan said, he doesn't survive it. He can't survive being knocked out of this competition by Lazio. And he, ca- he can't. and he can't avoid the comparisons, Jan, because they're obviously all coming out after this game. One of them, Thomas Tuchel, has lost 10 of his 43 competitive matches of Bayern coach, which is already as many defeats as his predecessor, Julian Nagelsmann, suffered in 84 games in charge of the club. Yeah, and, and that's the fact, Kay. Uh, and you can't get away from that. And, you know, if you're going to define who is a good manager, who is a bad manager, you, you can easily say, yeah, that's a number of titles. But I will say that is how you improve your team, how you improve the individual players. And if we see, remember back when Nagelsmann was taken off the job, they said Tuchel wanted, they should save the season. 
and then cha 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 they were out of uh, the pokal they were out of the champions league and then dortmund said we don't want to win the bundesliga so you can win it so we just play a draw uh, at mainz at home so going into a new season yes in terms of points they've had many points that it's okay, but he hasn't improved the team Tuchel now. He hasn't improved any player. I'm thinking who could he improved in that team? Now I can't find any player. Harry Kane, he didn't need to improve. He just went to Germany and did the same thing he has done for England and he has done for, for Tottenham. And that's the problem of, of, uh, of Tuchel. And I, but I would just want to say that will, there will be a hunt of the coach, but there's also players in there who now use the pressure on Tuchel as an alibi. They are kind of hiding behind him. At Thomas Müller, I listen to him. I hear his interviews. Well done. World-class interviews. World analyze of, of Bayern Munich. But when he's playing Thomas Müller now, he doesn't look like a player who should play for Bayern. And that's a fact too. But we know the process as... At, uh, at Bayern, I don't think uh, they will do anything now to calm the situation down. Uh, but this won't long last for forever because the history of Bayern just show that you will be gone sooner rather than later. Who was that team that they went out the Pokal to this year? Saarbrücken. And are they were in the, uh, yeah. the second division or the third? Third. 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 I mean, mm. how bad does it have to get? Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like. And Thomas, he's right about Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller's been a great player. But, but Thomas Muller ran around that field like he was given the interview. <laughs> you know, like, if you remember the interview from the weekend. Yeah, just to add some context, he did say that it's not just Tuchel. <coughs> players have to do their part, right? That's what Thomas... Uh, yeah, but he Muller was an angry man at the weekend. And I know a bit about that. You know, he's, he was this angry guy shouting... So you can recognise Shouting in German, which I can't do, <laughs> about everybody my mic packs... I'm just falling apart. <laughs> my mic packs falling off. And he's just screaming and shouting. And, and then I just felt like, at times today, that's kind of what he took onto the field. It was just, it was just sort of, I, I want to do a bit of everything. I'm going to solve this whole thing on my own. And the whole thing's just getting and has gotten out of... Out of control, and I—I'll I, I, be honest. I don't see it turning around for Thomas Tuchel. I just don't. I don't think he's in this for much longer. Uh, but I suppose, if, if we're going to focus on Thomas Muller, I, I suppose that I would—I would rather have the attitude of Thomas Muller that is trying to resolve the issues, even though right now, at this point in his career, he can't because physically he is not that player anymore, than having a guy like Leroy Sané, who couldn't care less if the situation is resolved oh. or not. He—he, uh, he, quite frankly. Honestly, if I'm a teammate of his in that locker room and I see, I have seen what he can give the team and I see what he currently gives the team and there is a contrast. So when things are good, when things are flying and he feels like he is getting the goals and he's getting the assists, then all of a sudden we're like, look at Leroy Sané having the best season of his career. Look how consistent he has been. And sure enough, eventually... This player, they show their true colors and who they really are. When things get tough, in this sort of players, you cannot trust to help you get out of a hole. These are not the guys that are going to help you out of your Thomas Tuchel because this is the sort of player that is going to look after him first and the team second, third, and fourth. He becomes a priority, not the team. I don't uh, think that players like that help the situation. 
Yeah. Uh, I think you're going into a trap there, Al. Uh, that's my opinion, because I think that it's the same trap that Bayern go into, because it's so easy to have a go at Leroy Sané, uh, because I, I, I'm with you, I understand what you're saying, but it's so easy to have a go at Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané this season was one of the best players in terms of, uh, of goal points uh, that he's done this season. I think there's a major problem for, for, for Bayern is not Leroy Sané. For me, it's the main problem to go Goretzka, Kimmich, Thomas Müller, them seems to be getting worse and worse. What happened to Kim? Is that Kim's brother who's playing for Bayern now? Is this the fantastic player who played for Napoli? Upa Makano, we know there are so many mistakes in there. A left back, a right back. Davis has had a terrible season. So I think that what you can go into to say, yeah, it's Leroy Sané. But the problem is that the so-called leaders in this team that should improve the t this team, they're not there. Yeah, to be fair, I have had a go at Joshua oh. Kimmich and Leon Goretzka yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just today happens that I bring up Leroy Sané, but there is plenty, plenty to go around. Well, let's see where Jan stands on Leroy Sané today, because we asked Jan to give his player ratings for Bayern's performance today. Go oh, talk us through them, Jan. Yeah. One to ten, nine, Jan. Uh, uh, Manuel Neuer, I think he was the best man uh, because he, he saved him when there was something to be, uh, be, be saved. Upamakano, I think uh, we talked about his mistakes. Kim did a steady, good game. Matsurao but was okay. I think for me, he was the best uh, at the back four. <laughs> Müller, not there. Muziala, not there. I give Kane a four just because he was involved in some uh, situation going forward with, with Sané. Kimmich and Goretzka in midfield, they say that they're going to be leaders, they're going to be leaders for Germany. If they're going to be the leaders for Germany, well, Scotland will have a great chance in the first game of the Euros. Just talking about the midfield there, no one's got any confidence in them. Is it Harry Kane not got any confidence in the midfield either and that's why he's playing there for them? Well, I, I imagine that he's not getting touches on the ball and so he says, I'm going to drop here. But in trying to do somebody else's job, it takes away from what he does best. I don't mind if he drops deep every once in a while, but when it becomes a dominant part of his game that he's now getting the ball from center backs, I think it takes away from his presence in the attack and it takes away from their attack as a whole. Allow Musiala to do that. Allow Thomas Muller, Joshua Kimmich, Leon Goretzka to do their job and you worry about at the very least being a presence inside the 18-yard box, which he hasn't been and wasn't today. He has been in, early, early, in the earlier part of the season when Leroy Sané was playing better, when Musiala was playing better, when Thomas Muller was playing better, and it felt like, okay, this is going to work out. But now you have Harry Kane dropping. How is he useful 50 yards away from goal? Harry Kane. What? I don't care if he can play a long ball over the top. If I'm a Bayern fan, who do I want finishing the chances? Harry Kane or Leroy Sané? Harry Kane or Jamal Musiala? Harry Kane or Masraoui or Chupomoting or whoever? No, I want Harry Kane being the guy finishing the chances, not these other guys. Well, Germany are screwed anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter if Scotland beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're absolutely... They might as well host the Euros and not turn up. That's how bad they are. I mean, let's be honest about it. Hansi Flick, Yogi Love before that. This is on... This is on Thomas Tuchel. Mm. Like, the buck stops with the coach. On the training field, how he's setting the team up, patterns of play. We talk about it with, with all the top managers, with Klopp, Guardiola, Ancelotti, all these guys, we talk about their imprint on the personnel, on the team. 
You know, you look at you look at Carlo Ancelotti. You, we're, we're talking about Thomas Tuchel here as if, well, we're not talking about, but you know, shall we give him a pass because of what? Is he is he playing with a back four with no centre halves, like Carlo Ancelotti is at Real Madrid? Has he lost his his goalkeeper? Did he lose his best centre half at the start of the season? Did he lose his best striker at the start of the season? No, he didn't. Has he got a couple of guys in the midfield? One of them's 38, I think. The other one's 35. The German Tony Cruz. Ancelotti, and has solved problems thus far. Solved them. Hasn't whined. Hasn't groaned. Hasn't talked about who he didn't get. Solved the problems. What's Tuchel doing? All, he, all he's done is sort of go, well, we know what we're doing. Well, I wanted him. I don't like Kimmich. I don't like Goretzka. I wanted this and I wanted that. You got, you got, you had a good transfer market. Wasn't the greatest, was certainly not the worst. Other managers are solving problems. The elite level managers. He, so is he not an elite level manager? Of course he I is. Think, well, I, I think it's unfair to say he's not an elite level manager because he's been at elite clubs and he's won the Champions League. He, at this moment in time, is incapable of turning this Bayern ship around. Until he proves otherwise, it's hard to argue that. Is anyone capable of turning this specific yeah. group around? This of group? They are. Is it, so it's not the group, it is the manager. I'm not saying it's not the group. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the group is not. The, the group is perfect. But every, every squad is, it has imperfections within it. But you but can't it, just say, well, if somebody else came in, they wouldn't turn it around. They wouldn't but it's get a better from these players. Sorry, Craig. It's a fair, it's a fair question, Kay, because the problem is with Bayern. Uh, if you see the history of Bayern, there are only more or less three. Uh, there was Udo Lattek, Otmar Hitzfeld, Jupp Heynckes. These are the, the only ones who can train them. They've trained them many times. Then Hansi Flick had a spell, then he took Germany. Even Pep Guardiola was there for three years. When he left, they said, ah, he was a bit too intense for us. So glad that we get another coach in. Uh, and that is the problem with Bayern. Angelotti was there. Angelotti, now he, he didn't know anything about football, Angelotti. He couldn't organize a team. He was just miserable. So thank God he will let him go. So this is not only a problem. I, I'm with the boys. It's stopped by the, the coach. And you know it's a co co coach that will be fired. But, but start questioning... Tuchel is something else. Tuchel made individual team like PSG to the Champions League final. He won the Champions League with, with, with Chelsea. He did a good job at Dortmund and so on. But at the moment, he doesn't seem to know what he's doing at Bayern. And that is the fact. That is what's happening. And I think there's a very valuable point that other coaches, they just sold the system. And Tuchel is talking about what they're doing in training. That's what my dad did when he trained me when I was 12. <laughs> you, and you know who's enjoying this, okay? And, and we saw it in the weekend. Julian Nagelsmann, who was sitting next to Rudy Fela, <laughs> watching Bayer Leverkusen take Bayern Munich apart. And Nagelsmann is all laughing. Hey, look at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, super. But he's playing. He's but he it. got a national game in March and he got a tournament in summer. So well, I wouldn't laugh yes. too much. He's if laughing I was for him. now. Yeah, he needs to walk away from that German job now. Move yeah. all the Euros. Because he's, look, he's looking better by the week, isn't he? Yeah. you got to get out of that German show job. It. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell, hey. And we'll find out how Bayern do at the weekend. Jan, thanks so much for being with us. We look forward to you. Sure. more from you again here sure. on ESPN FC and we look forward to seeing what happens next in the drama with FC Hollywood buying 
against Bochum at the weekend on Sunday. It's the last of the games from the Bundesliga schedule, all of them available on Plus, but they cannot afford a bad result away to Bochum. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Real Sociedad's date in Paris on Valentine's Day didn't go their way against PSG. The goals came in the second half. The first of them from Kylian Mbappe nicking in to put his side ahead. It was crazy at the back post because it was Kubo that was marking them, one of the smallest players in the Real Sociedad team. And then that was followed up by a great goal from Bradley Barcola to give Luis Enrique's men a 2-0 lead in that first leg. Right, but as for PSG... Good result for them and Kylian Mbappe once again making a difference for his side. Well, they will do against Real Sociedad when Kubo's picking him up from a corner. <laughs> I mean... Sounds like you don't want to talk about Kylian Mbappe, Craig. No, I'm not going to mention Kylian Mbappe, to be honest. If anybody can poke a ball in at the back post, I don't think Paris Saint-Germain were very impressive. <clears throat> I actually thought Real Sociedad played better than they have done recently in La Liga, but they can't buy a goal. Nope. They can't buy a goal. Uh, and for all their good play, they're, 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 they're just not clinical in the final third. And... And that's the difference. And then the, the lack of marking of the wrong personnel marking at the back post. You saw Kubo going one way when the ball wasn't cleared. He's just not got a defensive mindset. And then that's changed the game completely. And 
we thought yesterday that Real Sociedad would play some good stuff, but ultimately Paris Saint-Germain would win, and that's how it is. I think this game's well and truly over, and but I'm not impressed by them. I think, again, if they'd played somebody decent Paris Saint-Germain today, uh, they, they'd have got beaten, for sure. To your point about Takekubo picking up Kylian Mbappé, set pieces is one of the few things that you can actually predict and you can actually prepare for ahead of the game. So in any locker room, there would be a board in which you can... You have your matchups. You're picking this guy, you're picking this guy, this is your responsibility. I cannot believe for the life of me that they would have had ahead of the game, yeah, Mbappe, corner kick, Kubo, you take him. That, that cannot be the matchup. And so I, I don't understand how this happens because this is one of the things that you cannot allow to happen if you're Real Sociedad. You, indeed, you had played well. You actually created some opportunities. You had run into difficulty scoring five games without scoring a goal. Yeah, that's a problem. But to... To give PSG an advantage by essentially a lack of attention to detail away from home on a set piece is, that's inexcusable. The one thing that I would say about Real Sociedad is that if they had Kylian Mbappe, they would be a great team. But they just don't have, they don't have anywhere near that guy. They just don't have that personnel. They don't have a player that's a killer. They don't, mm -mm, not even close. And so what they do is that they get to about the final third of the field and then all of a sudden you start looking around you're like, no, I, that guy not good enough, that guy not good enough, he doesn't have confidence, he's not going to finish the chance. And eventually you run out of space, you run out of ideas, turn the ball over in bad area and now PSG is going on the counter. PSG were far more dangerous when they were going, they were going on the counter than having possession themselves. We're just looking at the Champions League odds here because obviously we saw Bayern and PSG play today. Obviously differing results for the well, two of them, but Bayern are favourites ahead of PSG. Who do you think has got a better chance of going further in the tournament, Craig? Uh... Well, I'm just glad after about four days, Bayern Munich have been shunted from that second spot. Because <laughs> they were hovering about there like a bad smell. Uh, who's going to go further? <laughs> go on, Greg. Believe. Right. <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain. They're both going to get knocked out. I thought, let me... They're both, I, I, I should say I really don't care. And I'll tell you why. Because they're both going to get knocked out, the first decent team they come up against at this level. I mean, Real Sociedad are decent, and Lazio are half-decent in their own leagues. Half-decent. The first real decent team they come up against in this competition that has got realistic chances of winning this competition, which they two don't, they're going to get knocked out. And that's where they are. And, that's, that's... And, and, to, and to that point, Craig, you look at today how at times PSG was dominated through the midfield by Mikel Merino and Yarramendi and Barrenechea and so on and so it, it, Look, good players, but not great players. And once you advance in this competition, you look at this midfield of PSG, and I just don't see them keeping up with the very best teams in Europe. They have difficulties actually getting control of the ball, getting a hold of the ball, and having actual build-up play. Not just, hey, let's play forward to Killian, and he runs, and now we go and join him in the attack. I, I don't see PSG as a well-structured team. I, in fact, if you put two teams together, I'm saying Real Sociedad is far more of a team than PSG is, but Real Sociedad don't quite have the talent level at the highest point that PSG does. And Kylian Mbappe is very much at the forefront of that. That's why PSG wins this, this game, in that they have just enough in the attack, much more so than Real Sociedad. 
But in terms of them being a character, a major character in the final stages of this competition, they don't have a team. Are you surprised there's not more character from them, given the fact Luis Enrique is coming to do just that, to bring them together as a team, to have a team that's full of character? Well, but it, when I say a major character, I don't mean so much about the personality of the team. I, I mean about the structure of the group itself, the organization or lack thereof. I, I see a team that is vulnerable. It's a team that can be dominated through the midfield. It's a team that can be exploited in, 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 in the defensive third, if indeed you have the talent to do so. Real Sociedad, without doing a whole lot offensively today, still had chances and had opportunities. And if they, indeed they had enough talent in the attack or enough confidence, whichever, the truth is that they should have scored a goal today, and they didn't. I, I, PSG is a team that it will be just enough, good enough to get past this stage of the competition, and then after that, they're depending on the draw. I tell you what, Manchester City will never have a better opportunity to mm. retain a Champions League, mm. which is, I, I, which I would imagine has not been done too many times. And I tell you why, because Real Madrid obviously are the, the closest team and they're a big threat, but they've got a lot. Of, if their injuries keep going the way they're going, that's going to be difficult. The rest of them, I mean, Arsenal are strong, but they've got little experience getting, you know, they've been all the way once, I think, to Paris where they got beat. But Inter are better than last year. Inter, Inter, all of a sudden Inter, shouldn't say this because Don will be licking his chops somewhere, <laughs> but all of a sudden Inter, who are top of Serie A by some way, have got Atletico Madrid, uh, which is going to be a, a tough game, but they'll be looking and saying, Bayern Munich, really average. PSG, really average. Then you've got the likes of Dortmund, who for some re somehow won the group. Mm. Won the group. I mean, they're, they're so far off the pace in the Bundesliga, it, it's scary. Uh, and then you're looking at the Portos and, and, and other teams like this. So, you know, if Real Madrid get the rack together and City keep going and maybe Inter, th there's, there's not going to be a lot where you'll, you'll say, well, maybe Bayern could win this. Maybe it's going to boil down to these two or three teams, particularly uh, uh, Man City and, and, and Real Madrid, maybe throw Inter in there, the rest of them, unless they buck their ideas up and all of a sudden start playing great. What about Barcelona? What? Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> Are you being harsh on Arsenal? Well, I'm not being harsh on Arsenal. Tell me what Arsenal have done in the Champions League that would make me sit here and go, yeah, Arsenal. Look at the, Arsenal have to win the Premier League. You know what I mean? Can, Is this not easier for them to win than the Premier League? Well, they've won the Premier League before, have they not? Have they ever won the Champions League? I'm saying just now, though, right now. Is it, what, well, they have to beat Man City or Real Madrid. Or depending on the draw, or maybe an Inter or some somebody like that. So I'm not being, I'm not being harsh on Arsenal. Arsenal are a good side, but they're yet to prove under Arteta they can go all the way and and compete under the highest of, of, of pressure. And and they've they've not they've not done that. They've played some great stuff last year and and certainly recently. But but at the moment it's looking like. Depend, draw dependent, Real Madrid and, and, and Man City. Somebody's going to have to knock them out. And if it's not Inter, possibly Arsenal. I don't know who it's going to be. The case that you can make for Arsenal is that they're more, certainly, I mean, there is no even question about this, they're more of a team than PSG, than Bayern Munich. And so that, I, I, I would assume, would, if you're an Arsenal fan, you, you kind of hang on to that and say, well, wait, if, if we're better than this team, maybe we get to the level that we need to be in order to perhaps win this competition. But they're a level below, I think, 
Manchester City and Real Madrid. I do want to just touch on Kylian Mbappe because his stats are absolutely phenomenal in the what Champions stats? League. 68 games, yeah. 44 goals okay. and 23 assists. And what's the point? Can that be enough when it's a player no. of this magnitude talk to make the difference? Talk to me when difference? he goes to Real Madrid and we'll talk about his stats. OK, so imagine those. Imagine this player on a Real Madrid side. What would oh. that do then, Craig? Well, what do you think it would do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take an already very good side with a bunch of guys coming back and putting him in with his pace and Vinicius Jr and Rodrigo and Bellingham and, <laughs> and, and that's telling you you're only going to have to worry about the back but you know even his stats are not enough to carry, uh, carry this team which has been a circus over the last few years not so much a circus now but uh, it's certainly it, it's certainly cruising in, in league on but it, it, even against Real Sociedad tonight they didn't look uh, we, we got him to do it, though. We well, got him to talk a bit well, more. No, well, I, I mean, I, I would think that PSG, and to Craig's point, I think that PSG by now, under Luis Enrique, would look more than, or, or would look more like a team than what they do. They, it's very much, we win the ball, we play it forward, Killian, go ahead, do something. And there's got to be more to this. If indeed you think that you're a major player in this competition, I, don't, I just don't think they have any more than that. If, we, if they go through, which I think they, they will in, in San Sebastian, uh, barring a disaster, and they pull one of the big boys, and Kylian Mbappe, and then if they were to go out against a Madrid or a City, I would expect that. But if I, if I see him working his tail off, mm. not just the goals, if I see him working his tail off, helping all these young boys when they really come up against a big team, if that's the draw. Leading, leading the exactly. team. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll, I'll sit back and go, fair play. Oh, all right, PSG, maybe they lost. But he went out there on 180 minutes and he grafted and he grafted and he could do no more. Do you think that's the Kylian Mbappe we're going to see or are we going to see the one that says, Alice, get me the ball. Get me the ball, lads, and all the best. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't like that side of him. I don't like it with France. I don't like it with PSG. And so it's one of the reasons why, you know, I think there's... there's it's like Real Madrid. It's not about one guy, even though Bellingham's getting goals. It's about, you know, Vinicius and Rodrigo and Kroos and... Guys coming out the back and doing a job. It's not just... And even when he goes there, if he goes there, this story still rumbles and rumbles. It's not going to be just about him. Mm. How is he going to accept that? He's going he's, he's gonna to have to, so... I, I'm sick of talking about this guy after. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's tell you what's coming up this weekend, then, in La Liga. We'll find out if Real Sociedad can break that goal-scoring duck eight hours without scoring. They're due. All right, they're now. due for a they goal. They really are due, so look out, Mallorca. That's who they're up against on Sunday. Celta take on Barca. Atleti are up against Las Palmas, who've had a good season so far. And uh, where am I looking here? All right, through. Real Madrid, Rey Vallecano, in the Spanish capital. Sunday, 8 a.m. early for that one. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
see Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Okay. West Bromwich Gate Southampton coming go. up on Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Make sure to catch that all the championship action here on ESPN+. Plus. As is extra time every single Blaming day. Blaming you. What for? Had this cough two weeks. It went away. No, no, it went away. It came back. And yesterday I managed to get through the whole show. Never appeared. Come in with you. Ten minutes, because you've been the cough meister for about six That's months. True. Might be my cheap perfume now. Anyway, stick around. The guys what? will be back to answer your questions what? on extra time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. We've got Craig and Ale here. Craig's a little bit annoyed at me. He's blaming me for his cough today. Are you sure it's not the bleach? No, I'm <laughs> did, you, did you see what? Watch. No. I didn't drink bleach. I don't follow stupid people like and drink bleach. I was bleaching parts of the house yesterday. When I came in, I was ble bleaching. I wasn't bleaching. I wasn't going around the house throwing bleach around. Being in rubbed into the big cleanup. <coughs> I was bleaching the sink. And when I came in here yesterday, I was like, I can smell it, man, still in my hands. I don't know if him and Seb could smell it, but I could. Sitting here going, every time I was, every time I went off camera, I was like, oh. Eau de bleach. Bleach, huh? Eau de bleach. Eau de the de new bleach. perfume by Craig Burling. Uh -huh. Strong, strong. Let's yeah. blame the bleach and not me. No, it wasn't the bleach, it was a cough. It's amazing, everybody's got a cough at the moment. Yesterday it was like, everybody, camera, get rid of 
cough, my daughter's got a cough, the kids have got a cough, everybody's coughing. Well, the, hun the hundred day cough. <laughs> <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> it lasts for a hundred days and it feels like it as well. I'm not kidding, it's that, it's that little tickly one at the back of your throat as well. <laughs> the only one thing for that, only one thing, I mean, I can't, I'm not allowed to do it on here. Oh, okay. Just have a beer. A beer? Yeah, and I can't do it. <laughs> I've asked. <laughs> Don't think they're going to say yes to that. All right, should Bayern fire Tuchel now or wait till the end of the season if they're trophyless? Ivory Coast found success in firing their manager mid-competition. Did they? I didn't follow it. I don't think they'll sack him until A, they're out of the Champions League or B, if it continues, the gap continues to get bigger with Leverkusen, so for example, it becomes, what is it, five points? Five now. Five now. It becomes eight, maybe nine or ten, and, and they continue. You know, they've got Bochum at the weekend. Uh, if he was to lose to Bochum at the weekend, they could potentially just... Uh, Jan's favourite people that run the club make decisions, might just decide. Certainly if he, if he doesn't progress through this Lazio second leg, I, I don't see him getting close to the end of the season. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it all hinges on whether they're able to get past Lazio or not, to be honest with you. You, you can't, if you're, if you feel like you're out of the Bundesliga, which they're not just yet, but from the evidence that we saw in front of us, the gap between Leverkusen and Bayern Munich is far more and far more significant than just five points. And then you, if you're eliminated in Champions League and say you were eliminated by Real Madrid or Manchester City, I think you you can accept that if you're Bayern Munich. But if you're eliminated by Lazio, I don't think that's something that he can survive, to be honest with you. So at that point, yeah, it would feel like it would be necessary for him to be let go. Next question. He'll have, he'll have plenty of time then to bleach his sink. Well, the <laughs> yeah. next question, look at the handle. Okay. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> Smells like bleach, says for Craig. To buy an oust Tuchel now and bring someone for short term or wait till the end of season to sack Tuchel and get Xabi Alonso in? We're we just not... <laughs> so let's get the Xabi Alonso bit hold on, in. Hold on, hold on. Have we not just answered that? We did, we... But, th but this has got a little bit extra on. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Wait till the end of the season and get Xabi Alonso in. I, I don't know what Alonso's going to do. The talk is Liverpool, maybe that. I, I, I have no idea if that's what Liverpool are thinking or not. I, I, I don't know. And if you were Xavi, where would you go? If indeed those were your options, Bayern Munich and Liverpool. And see, these are the options. Yeah. See that? <laughs> where would I go? There's good arguments for both and against well, both, right? I, normally I would say Liverpool at, with the current squad, but then Van Dijk's getting older, Salah might go. And on top of that, Guardiola's still at City, which might take me to Bayern. You know, it might be a better time to go to Liverpool when the City manager has uh, Gonsville. So I don't know, it's, it's quite a... And if he eliminates himself as competition in Germany, which he'd be doing because he'd be taking over the Bayern job, is it not then smooth sailing to the title for him with that role? Sounds very easy. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, Bayern have always, uh, a bit like all the top clubs around the world, and particularly in Scotland, Celtic and Rangers used to, used to do it all the time. They would just cherry-pick the best players, and certainly Bayern have done that in Germany for, for many a year. You know, whether it be 
Hummels at the time or Lewandowski or uh, Mario Mar Gotza. Mario Gotza. Uh, them all. And in some sense, they'll try and do it with managers as well. It just depends what Xabi Alonso has in his own, his own mind. I have no idea. I think he definitely... I mean, he's definitely going to finish the season with Leverkusen. He's not going to, like... <laughs> right. He's not walking away from this. Nope. No. So he's definitely finishing the season, probably as champions. What what happens after, I've no idea. All right. Oh, Ale, should Tuchel plan his ski trip for this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he does... If he does, we know what happens. We and do. obviously that goes back to Julian Nagelsmann, who went on yeah. a ski trip. And he either gets fired or breaks his leg. Correct. And either way, it's not good. But I, I understand sort of the meaning of the question in the sense that yeah, right now I think he's hanging on. And he was asked about it today after the game. He's like, you worry. Of course he says no, right? He has to be. And, and the players feel that as well. And it, it, that hangs over a club. When, when you sense that the manager is barely hanging on, it affects everybody that is involved with the team. And the only way that that improves is by winning games and doing so convincingly, which Bayern Munich haven't done all that great this season. He shouldn't tell his players if he's gone on a ski trip. <laughs> but some of them will be looking to put some extra grease on the bottom of his skis. <laughs> I don't ski, I don't have no idea what grease would do at the bottom of his skis. <laughs> but I would suggest it would make stopping a little harder. Excuse me, oh, Matthias Delict has your skis. All oh, right, I, I think I'll check those. I think we should do a little team building exercise with us <coughs> skiing, right? Skiing? <laughs> no chance. Good grief. Right. Can, can you imagine Spent Stevie on skis? No. Oh, right. He's got big feet, though. <laughs> it's like built-in skis. Uh, from the first couple of games of the round of 16, who has the best chance to turn things around in the second leg? Leipzig, Copenhagen, Bayern, or Real Sociedad? Bayern. Yeah. yeah. Bayern Munich. I, I, I don't think Leipzig and Copenhagen are doing it, and Real Sociedad, as poor as PSG looks at time, I don't think they'll be good enough to do it either. For Ale, which team is closest to Man City to challenge for the Champions League? Real Madrid. And I, at this point, I think it's a race of two from what we have seen so far. Maybe Inter makes a run. Atletico Madrid will have something to say about that. We, certainly from what we have seen from Barcelona this season, they don't seem to be good enough to do so. Uh, Napoli, well, they, they struggle in Serie A as well. So you, you start looking around, you kind of run out of names. And so it has to be Manchester City and Real Madrid. Craig, players do have superstitions, as I understand. Do you think there might be someone in the Bayern Munich dressing room who is now taking the Kane curse seriously? No. <laughs> the Kane curse. Kane himself? <laughs> well, he has to be thinking about it when he goes home, thinking, oh my God, I came here and things aren't going quite as swimmingly. They're going pretty okay for him, better than okay. But in terms of his goals, mm -hmm. but as the team and then Leverkusen obviously having an amazing season, unbeaten. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm sure when he signed at the start of the season, he did not, he would not have imagined that Thomas Tuchel would have been in this position where it, it's falling apart, basically. So, but if I'm him, you know, the chances are if Tuchel's going to go, whether he has, uh, whether Harry Kane or anybody else gets a medal this year, Tuchel's probably going to go. And they will be favourites again next year domestically for, for trophies. So he's just got to hang on. But 
I'm sure he's a little frustrated. And he would not have imagined that their situation would have been what it is now. And he also would not have imagined that if there was going to be a challenge, that it would come <coughs> from Borussia Dortmund, that it wouldn't come from Leipzig, that it's actually coming from Bayer Leverkusen, who at one point last season were actually threatened, relegation threatened, Bayer Leverkusen before Xavi Alonso took over. And so now, you, you, if indeed, if indeed we're going to assume that Harry Kane is superstitious and he kind of goes, hold on a second, <laughs> how does a team that was in, in having issues last season where there was a threat of relegation, where Xavi Alonso comes in, yes, does a good job, closes out the season. But how is that the team that is now on the way of me getting a trophy or this team getting a trophy? So if indeed he was superstitious, yeah, then maybe he hands on to that and said, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's me? Or maybe I'm the problem? He's not the problem, trust me. I think we're done. Uh, you, you think? You know? I mean, you are the host. Done. Okay. Just checking. Sometimes we get a little. You were looking at that there, like. Well, so, well I got two versions, so I'm. I thought you were playing, po you were playing poker for a minute. Like... <laughs> oh yeah, good poker face. That's it. We're, we're going to make sure that Craig can survive and not cough. I was alright yesterday. Well, are you back tomorrow? No, I'm back on Saturday, and I think I'm with Sebi for the Barcelona game. Oh. Uh, okay, you so are. I should be so we'll, okay. test, we'll test out your theory. And, I'm not and be wearing, off. wearing all the bleach. <laughs> bleach free. <laughs> bleach free. Thanks so much for sending in your questions. Uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. You seem to be asking that question. I don't know. <laughs> I hope I'll be back tomorrow. All right. Okay. Schedule says so.